Welcome to the program. We've got we've got a very good show lined up for you, and including uh, a guy who I don't know how he expects to survive in today's world, even for the hour that I have him scheduled for. I mean, I this is probably one of the braver people uh, on the planet today. Uh, it was going to take on. Black Lives Matter and uh, the cult of wokeness. You don't want to miss a minute of today's show. What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Oh, we've got we've got the latest from Bill de Blasio in New York. Uh, we have uh, the latest from Seattle. NBC News and Google and what they're doing to ban voices uh, we have the most dangerous cult in America. A hot topic today for the show on tonight. But I want to start... No, no, no. Not with the French. Not with the freaking French and what the French are doing right now. Because I think I, that I may I, I may have an ambulance. I might call the ambulance. My head might explode on the news of the French today. I know you haven't heard it yet, but I have. But I, I don't want to start there. I want to start with something. There is uh, something that happened yesterday, and I failed to mention it, and I think it's very, very important that I start there. Something probably a little controversial, a little controversial, but we do that in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All righty then. All righty. So let me uh, let me talk to you about our sponsor this half hour. It's LifeLock. One of the most common tactics that cyber criminals use to perpetrate their scams is sowing fear. <laughs> fear. What would anybody have to be fearful about now? If they can convince you that without you giving them some or all of your information, they're going to have everything in your life skid sideways all of a sudden. Uh, once they have that, that hook into you, Things like your identity and reputation can be toast in a heartbeat. <laughs> oh, your reputation and your good name are going to be toast in a heartbeat anyway. It's called Marxism. But anyway, back to LifeLock. LifeLock will detect a wide range of identity threats. And uh, not only will they alert you, but if you become a victim, uh, they have a, a dedicated restoration specialist that will help to fix it. Now, if you said something, you know, in social media or you wrote it maybe when you were 18 in somebody's senior yearbook. You know, it's it didn't say, have a nice summer. Well, they can't help you on those things that you've done in the past that you need to be called out for. But if there's something where somebody has stolen your identity, nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But LifeLock will see the threats that you might miss on your own. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year by using the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK for 25% off. It's LifeLock.com. 
I thought, Sarah, you were going to start with the Elon Omar bit because I have Elon Omar news. Uh, but, uh, but apparently, no, 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 Sarah. Elon Omar. Elon Omar. No, Sarah, stop. Elon Omar. Stop. I was actually, stop. I was actually complimenting you for not doing it because you know what I was going to talk about yesterday. And I want to be, I know this is going to be, look, Elon Omar, I believe, is a grave threat to our country. But yesterday, uh, her father died. And I didn't say anything about it. And I regretted it all night. Um, even though we have our differences, I know what it's like to lose a father. And that is really, really hard. And we're still human beings. And uh, I know what, it, what an impact it is to lose your father. Um, but as if that wasn't bad enough, she also lost her father-in-law at the same time. And I can't imagine what it's like losing both of them uh, at the same time. And I don't know what to do. I, I was going to send a bouquet of flowers, and then I thought, do I send two bouquets? Because if I only send one, do I look cheap, you know? And then I thought of what her life is going to be like. She has to, have, she has to attend both funerals. Uh, and God only knows you're under enough stress when your father dies. But then your father-in-law, it's, and it's, what's worse, it's her ex-father-in-law. So she's got to go to the funeral for her ex-father-in-law, and, uh, and her, ex, her ex-husband is going to be there. I mean, imagine the tension. And can she go with somebody else? Could she bring, like, her brother, you know, just to be there f- to comfort her with the ex-father-in-law? Or should that just be her ex-husband that comforts her there at that funeral? I don't know. I don't know. But what a coincidence and a really... Horrible, horrible thing uh, to lose both your your father and your father-in-law in the same day. And um, I mean, I don't know Somali tradition. Do you have two graves, or do you, or is it just two headstones? Or Ilan Omar, stop. That was insensitive and absolutely wrong. I can't believe that. I should be banned from all airwaves and uh, and really run into the mountain. Oh, I'm already here, so I'm okay. Uh, by the way, let me just uh, start with the uh, French president, Emmanuel Macron. Uh, Macron uh, announced yesterday, quote, we will be inflexible... When it comes to tackling racism, anti-Semitism, and discrimination. And new strong decisions will be made to reinforce the equality of chances. But this noble fight is perverted when it turns into communitarianism. And into false rewriting of history. This is unacceptable. I will tell you very clearly tonight, my dear fellow citizens, the Republic will not erase any trace or any name from its history. It will not forget any of its deeds or take down any statues. Now, I'd just like to point out, this is France, the world's pansies. They're taking a stand. Good heavens, American men, where have you gone? 
France is shaming us. France! France! They'll surrender to a squirt gun. They're taking a stand. Meanwhile, in California, they're removing finally, finally, the statue of Columbus and Queen Isabella from the rotunda of the Capitol. It's only taken them like 138 years. That thing has just been screaming racism for 138 years. And they're just getting around. Well, I want you to know, California, I still don't forgive you. I still don't forget you take down that racist statue from your return. You go ahead and and erase what those w- white people in Spain did. OK, what those Spaniards, which were very what you er- you you can erase it, but you will never erase my memory of your racist erasing of racism. I'll tell you that right now. It's a good thing Macron wasn't around here because he would. Well, he'd actually. No, he wouldn't be on your side. Gosh, darn it. Whoever thought we would look at a French president go, well, he's got balls. Uh, Stu, welcome to the program. I notice you're uh, unusually quiet. Don't want to get don't want to get involved in (laughs) any of this, do you? (laughs) Sounds like a terrible idea. Yes. Yeah. Mm. So I'd like to invite you in on this one. PepsiCo has uh, just announced that Aunt Jemima is racist and uh, they are going to no longer. Well, they're going to make the syrup. They're just going to put it into, I don't know, maybe a maybe a bottle shaped like me. Uh, and uh, you can pour your syrup out of my head. Uh, <laughs> maybe. And I would take that. Colonel Sanders I have been saying to KFC, I am Colonel Sanders. Look at me for the love of Pete. You are. You put a bucket in my hand and a white suit and a little bolo tie, and I am Colonel Sanders. And I love fried chicken. But they won't let me be the spokesperson, so I'm offering my services to PepsiCo that they can make a syrup bottle in my shape, it, there's a lot of room for syrup, and I and I know it's like the jumbo family size. It's only available at and, Costco for sure, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and you can pour the syrup right out of my head. There you go, and uh, that's great. <laughs> I can't. Believe, so I'm glad the people is Pepsi just understanding this, or like they've had this product for a very long time. It was created in mm-hmm. 1889. So I don't know. Yeah. I would say by today's standards, literally everyone on the planet who was on who was on the planet in 1889 was probably racist by today's standards. So any oh product yes. from those yes. days yes. would be something we'd have to eliminate right away. Maybe we should just start deleting and changing all the names of every products every two or three years. That way, we never run into this mm. problem again. I, I look. Well, I, I don't think we should name it after anybody. We don't shouldn't name anything after anybody or build any statue unless they're uh you know unless they're blm activists you know (laughs) right and i'm sure i'm sure the blm activists would be fine having syrup poured out of their head you know and and help pepsi sell products i'm sure they would be happy with that oh i'm sure they would i I just can't understand Mm -hmm. the reaction to this the idea that a product that's been around since 1889 needs to go away now, because 
people are protesting someone who was murdered by a police officer like these these things uh, don't Stu, connect they just they're removing a statue have you seen the statue of isabella and and mm. columbus yeah. Uh, yeah it's enormous it's enormous incredible I, you know i have to tell you i would i would love to tell you the story of the Capitol in washington dc and and something a story that most people don't know but i honestly thought about it today when i read that i thought about telling that story i'm like oh all you want i'm never going to tell that story i'm never going to tell that story because it will it will absolutely move uh it will move us into people will say the washington dc Capitol needs to be changed what yeah no it's true did you see just changing everything did you see the uh, situation with uh, bob odenkirk and david cross uh the two comedians so i love these guys yeah i mean hate me but i love them (laughs) mr show with bob and david was on hbo back in the 90s the the greatest sketch comedy show of all time in my opinion of all time in the correct opinion um and they brought it back for netflix for a few episodes by the way by the way Mm -hmm. Stu will be rounding anybody up and chopping their heads off uh if you disagree with that anything uh, we say, have yeah. little different standards mm-hmm. than the uh the, the regular uh protesters we're just about movies entertainment and comedy these are the sorts of things that we can implement in our new autonomous zone that we're putting together yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. but uh so there is a uh a sketch comedy show called mr show with bob and david they brought it back on netflix in 2015 for like three or four episodes it's kind of like a you know, throwback to it and in one of the sketches and it's funny how fast these things turn. But in one of the sketches, there is a parody of basically like a libertarian YouTuber. Remember, this was a thing for a while where like libertarian YouTubers would go out like by police and they would film themselves and they would kind of be antagonistic and keep saying things like, look, it's my right. If you, 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 you have no right to ask me what my name is and you have no right to ask me to roll my window down and you have no right to take right, my documents. Right. I'm a free citizen. Uh, the right. state law says, you know, like that whole thing. So they're parodying that phenomenon, which is funny because... To parody that phenomenon, you have to make the police officers look really nice and understanding, which is the exact opposite of what how they are portrayed today by entertainment. But so they go through this whole sketch, and he goes through like a a, a, um, a checkpoint, a you know DUI checkpoint, and he keeps trying to antagonize the cop, and the cop's just like, "You didn't do anything wrong." Like he's totally playing along and not caring about what all of these like crazy things he's trying to antagonize him into he wants to get himself filmed being uh, a victim of police brutality yeah. and can't get it to happen mm-hmm. is essentially the sketch so he mm-hmm. goes through like five or six times finally on the last time he decides to put on blackface and go through as a black man right and as he goes through then the white cop sees him comes over he's, he's like is this the guy that's been coming through all these times and starts spray, spraying him with pepper spray and drags him out of the car and beats him up on the ground now there's a bunch of points being made, and it's also just funny, but one of the very fair points you could make from the sketch is that he's saying black people get treated worse by cops than white people, Yeah, right? And white Correct. cops are, are the ones doing it, which is essentially mm-hmm. exactly what Black Lives Matter is saying today, right? Like, it's exactly their Correct. point. Netflix Correct. has announced because David Cross is wearing blackface in the sketch, they're deleting the sketch from the series. Like, wait, he's making the well, same that's better. point. I mean, that's better. Look, the, those guys are so left. You know, sure. they are. They're always lecture, lecturing there. And these guys will say, oh, well, they're just canceling that sketch. 
we apologize for that sketch. We shouldn't have done that sketch. Now the they're pretty place. pissed off, and about they'll it, actually it mean like. it. They're they're what? pretty they're pretty pissed off about it. Bob and David, they're like, oh. we made these decisions intentionally. Like we did not, you know, good for you. Like they stood up for their material, which they should. Again, like what is the problem with blackface? It's not the paint. Right, it's not the makeup color. The problem with blackface is the motivation behind it. I brought up an example actually last night on Stu Does America, Glenn, and it was you were the one that made me think of it. Is because I remember going to your house and watching you burn American flags, and it's like holy crap! Like I don't want to burn American flags. That's a terrible thing. That's against America. We don't want that to happen. I want to cancel you for doing that. Well, when you actually, it's not the burning of the flag that's the problem. It's the motivation behind the act. When you look at the motivation behind the act, you would say, Glenn, it was a, an official retirement sa- uh, ceremony of a flag done with military and police from around your area. To, uh, do, do you remember the ceremony? You know, do you remember what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, no, we had the we had the we had the Connecticut police honor guard. Yeah, uh, and their job, part of their job, is doing ceremonial retirements of flags. And so we looked it up and did exactly what we were supposed to do. This is in the days before Facebook and social media, mm-hmm. so nobody's ever seen it um, except the people that were there. And it was a very I, th- I actually have thought about doing it this uh, this uh, year uh at fourth of july and do carry it on on facebook yeah because i don't think people have seen it I, and, and it's say, very respectful it makes you feel a little weird though i mean you're seeing a flag burn but then you realize because you're an adult you think it through and you say well this is actually the appropriate ceremony and how the honor guard does it it's the same thing yeah. with this sketch blackface yes it can be used for a hundred million bad reasons and of course you should never do it because you're definitely going to get fired but the motivation was to parody racism it was to degrade racism doesn't that even count we, we're not even adults enough to understand the motivation behind a message it's pathetic is it not uh yeah it is it is uh we're going to get to uh, a lot of things that are going on today including we have uh James Lindsay on with us here in just a little while. If you don't know who he is, he's one of the three scientists that, um, you know, they did those fake uh, reports and then got them to be peer reviewed. And they were all like, you know, they, it, they just took Mein Kampf and put white people instead of Jews. And it was peer reviewed and it was fine. Um, these guys are real rebels. They're lefties, um, but not communists, uh, not uh, Marxists. Um they actually believe in freedom, but he is coming on today. He's he is going to talk about the cult of uh, wokeness, and I have read his work on it, and it is pretty powerful. I don't know how he's expecting to, you know, be able to even walk around. I, they'll have him up at the guillotine, you know, 15 minutes into his, his uh, talk with me today. Uh, but he's coming up in just a little while. You don't want to miss a second of this show today. Miss a second, miss a minute, miss a lot. So stand by. First, let me tell you about Rough Greens. Uh, Rough Greens. Where's my dog? He's come. I was already. I shouldn't have taught my dog how to open the door. Um, but uh, uh, Uno is a member of the family, and he's with me all the time. Uh, he is. He's always waiting outside of my bedroom door, or or the bathroom door someplace, he always is just by my side. And I love him. And I want the best for him. We had a hard time. He did not like eating. Um, and it's not like he didn't like food because we would try every kind of food and he wouldn't eat. Well, then we started using an additive called Rough Greens. And you put it on top of the dog food. And it's like dog crack. They absolutely love it. But the great thing is, unlike crack, 
it's good for your dog. Uh, and it has all the vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, probiotics, omega oils, all the stuff that is in your food. You know, the probiotics, you can't put that in dog food because dog food all has to be, you know, dead food, nothing alive in it. Well, probiotics are important. So this comes in a vacuum sealed pouch and um, and you put it on your dog food. And I'm telling you, it's changed, Uno, for the better. He is a happier and healthier dog. Give your dog rough greens. Give him the 14 day jumpstart bag to see the difference in your dog for 1495. Go to ruff slash back. That's roughgreens.com or call 833 Glen 33. That's 833 Glen 33 or roughgreens.com slash back. Go there today. 10 seconds station ID. What is the world's most dangerous cult tonight on an episode (laughs) on an episode of the uh, Glenn Beck Wednesday night special? um, We will identify it uh, and and tell you uh, and describe this religious cult. It is a very powerful, no holds barred uh, look at BLM and the Marxist revolutionaries that are on the street today. You don't want to miss it. Adam Carolla is actually uh, going to be a guest because Adam just said last week, I'm never shutting up. I'm never sitting down. And I thought his was a voice that you should hear. Adam Carolla and the world's most dangerous cult at 9 o'clock tonight. You can watch it if you're a subscriber at 9 p.m., 9.30 Eastern on Blaze TV's YouTube channel. You can watch the delayed broadcast, but don't miss it. And join us at the Blaze TV, 9 p.m. Eastern this tonight. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right. Relief Factor is, uh, is not a drug. It's something that is all natural, designed by doctors, and it relieves inflammation. Now... If you're anything like me, you've gone with severe pain and the doctor has looked at you and said, well, I'm going to I'm thinking about, mm, gosh, have you ever had ibuprofen 800? And you're like, no, doc, that stuff, that's too powerful for me. Uh, whenever I hear about, you know, reducing inflammation, I think of ibuprofen 800, which does nothing. Anyway, um relief factor reduces inflammation and it does something i don't know what it does i don't know why it's different but it is and i've been taking it three times a day and my life is really really changed because of it i can use my hands i i'm not in pain all the time relief factor get your life back call them right now at 800-583-84 800-583-84 or relieffactor.com Tonight on Blaze TV, back-to-back, Stu Does America and Glenn Beck. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn for 10 bucks off.
from the Standing Rock Ranch in God's country. And uh, not surprisingly, not the great state of, uh, of Texas, but the pretty darn good state of Idaho. We're, uh, we're glad you're listening today. Thank you so much. Um, it, did you hear the story of the guy in California that was just driving down the street and he was in the you know California gas and electric truck or whatever the hell it is? And, um, and he has his hand out and he's cracking his knuckles. And as he's cracking his first knuckle, he kind of makes the, he kind of makes the peace sign or the uh, okay sign, which we all know is racist, which is not racist, which was, it, it was, it was started as a meme and it was started by, wasn't it started by like 4chan people that yeah. were making fun and saying, let's try to make everybody believe. Yep. So it's not even racist. It was a, it, it was it's a joke. It was, it was a, trying it was to show troll. what sheep America's are, Americans are. Yeah. So he's cracking his knuckles. Well, somebody takes a picture of it and said, oh, my gosh, look at this racist making the, making this racist hand sign. Why would you? I mean, this anyway, he loses his job. He then uh, has the person uh, who who wrote this said, I didn't mean for him to lose his job. I mean, I I may have I may have been wrong about that. And. He says, you were wrong about it. I was cracking my knuckles. Now, he's a Hispanic guy. So the person that filed the, not even the complaint, just social media, hey, what's going on? That person has said, "I no, I was wrong. I was wrong. It wasn't a racist thing. The gas company will not hire him back. He wants his job back. I don't know why he wants his job back. We called to see if he ever would get his job back, and they doubled down. The first national interview with him is coming up on tomorrow's program. You don't want to miss it. Uh, it is, it's an unbelievable story, but this is happening everywhere. Um, uh, Reagan Escude, who is a Turning Point USA ambassador, also a, a Christian, uh, she made a video and she was talking about why BLM is is not a Christian movement. This is not the way Christ would want us to do things. Well, my gosh, somebody in her office saw how offensive that was. And within 15 minutes, she lost her job. We have Reagan on the phone with us. Hello, Reagan. How are you? Hi, I'm great. How are you? Good. So, Reagan, were you named after Ronald Reagan? You know, it's funny. My nickname growing up was Reaganomics. My mom called me that, and I still answer to it to this day. I don't know really? exactly what she named me after, but my nickname definitely um, is attributed to him. Uh, okay. So, uh, Reagan, what did you say that was so horrible? And, and uh, Sarah, please be ready on the edit button. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> well, you know, I was really... Mr. Beck, I was addressing the evangelical church, um, seeing the way Christian pastors and leaders have been um, just twisting the the true gospel of the Bible and and making this social gospel narrative um, was really upsetting and sad to me because I feel like it's very misleading to believers. And so I posted a video discussing um, the Black Lives Matter organization, what it stands for, and why Christians should be focusing on the gospel, which ultimately reconciles hearts and, and fixes the sin problem of racism, um, exactly rather right. than 
that rather than calling for action and, and um, you know, focusing on ra- racial reconciliation and, and things that are, are not of Christ. Well, there's no reconciliation with with BLM and this movement. There is no racial recognition. There's there is beg for forgiveness, but you can't really even know what you're sorry for because you don't know what you're guilty for because you're white Um, and you have to go through them for forgiveness. And there is no forgiveness, as I just pointed out. The problem with that is the only one that can truly grant forgiveness is God um, you're coming in because you're white with original sin. Well, that goes against we, we don't hold people responsible for what their fathers or their great grandfathers did at any time. God doesn't hold people responsible. He holds you as an individual and never a collective. This social justice garbage that is being shoveled by many of our churches uh, is just that garbage and an affront to God. When man declares there's an original sin that you have to pay for because of what somebody else did 150 years ago, and there is no real forgiveness for you because you're white or black or yellow or orange, it doesn't matter, that's an affront to God. And I don't know why churches aren't getting this. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think, I think too, Mr. Beck, um, there has been a Trojan horse of social justice within the church for a very long time. And I think, um, you know, after the George Floyd incident, things have come to their peak. And so the church is kind of in a place where if they don't address this, um, it would be an injustice to congregants, it would appear. Um, but it's a shame, really, that the church has drifted so far from teaching theology that they have to, you know, as Scripture says, tickle the ears of those willing to listen. And they have to call for worldly virtuousness over spiritual righteousness. And it's just a dangerous line to walk. Um, I think you have a, a congregation of people who come to church on Sunday to hear the gospel and walk away in worship, but many church leaders are sharing a motivational speech with Scripture sprinkled in so that congregants walk away with a worldly call to action, um, which ultimately does not save. So you, the reaction uh, when you posted this, you, you didn't think you'd get any blowback, or did you? Um, I don't think I expected to get as much as I got. Um, most of my my following on social media is Christian conservatives who who very much, you know, hold the same beliefs I do. Um, so I really was speaking to them. I did not expect it. Uh, and, you know, obviously social media reaches everyone, <laughs> but I didn't mm-hmm. expect it to blow up the way that it did. And so, um, I mean, I got backlash. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I got backlash probably for a solid 24 to 48 hours. And it just, it was a lot. But um, I think it's something people needed to hear. So I I, I haven't taken so it you, down. And... You lost your job because somebody in your office uh, saw this post and said, you are a racist and need to be terminated. And with 50, within 15 minutes, I'm told, you were in the office of the boss and they were talking about you and your job. True? Well, so it was actually an ex-employee, so someone that I actually used to work with, and um, she made a post and called me racist, homophobic, and she tagged my employer. Um, So, of course, then, you know, the mob on social media knows where I work now. (laughs) And so they made calls in to the company, made death threats to the owners, and um, it I'm, I don't really know how bad it was. I know they had to get law enforcement involved to patrol the area and protect the building. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it just it just blows my mind that that's that's so, the, the way we're going. 
So when you were brought in and you heard this, I know you didn't want anything to happen to anybody else. Um, were they were they angry with you or what what was their reaction? Was it like we got to get the mob off our back? Well, I think I think they were. So I first they first called me because I've, I've been working ho- at home due to the, all the covid um, regulations. Mm-hmm. And so they called me and yeah. said, you know, it's been brought to our attention about this social media post. We're going to put you on paid suspension until we complete an investigation. And so I kind of was just all day, you know, heart rate kind of going high and uh, not really sure what to expect. And then by 5 p.m. that day, they called me back and said, you know, due to the measures we've had to take, we've come to the conclusion we have to terminate your employment. And I think it was something that they they didn't want to do. And I I could kind of hear that in their voice, but it was one of those things they they felt like their hands were tied. They said you resigned. Yes, they did. Um, and that's a whole other thing. Uh, we on the phone, they offered me the option to resign, and, and I said, you know, I appreciate that option. And uh, I guess that they took that as a commitment. And so, and actually, an hour later, I called back and said, you know, I've made my decision. I'd prefer to be terminated. Um, but my separation notice does not say that. So, <laughs> right, right. So, would you do it again? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, I've, I've kind of. The way things have gone down, you know, I feel like, and I don't have hard feelings towards the company I worked for at all. I mean, they have always been wonderful and taking care of me, but I do feel like this could have gone a completely different way. Um, I feel like they, they, they could have fired me and done what they did, or they could have protected me and, you know, pressed charges on those making threats because those really were the people in the wrong. Um, and so, you know, Looking back, it's like, I don't think I wouldn't change anything I did. I said what I said. I still stand by what I said to this day. Um, and if and if the, if an employer, you know, is willing to let me go because of something I posted, not on company time, you know, not related to the company, I, mm-hmm. I don't, it just kind of has solidified for me the, the fact that it's, it's, I would, it's not, mo- it's not worth my time. Reagan, um, you are, uh, I think, the first person I've talked to um, that has has actually uh, lived the scripture of, of he who will lose his life uh, for my sake will gain his life. You are the you're the first person that I uh, think I've talked to. Stu, correct me if I'm wrong, that has actually fit that scripture and you've had the bravery enough uh, you've been brave enough to stand up against the mob and say i'm sorry but the lord would say this and that is a big deal there's a lot of cowards out there many of us and i you know i have been pushed to the wall but i have not been pushed to the wall like even you have um i don't think um nobody's threatened to well no <laughs> I take that back. Anyway, but you you really fit that scripture, and uh, congratulations. Congratulations. Thank Keep it up. Thank you. You bet. Yeah, I, the whole time all this was going on, I just kept thinking of John 15, where Jesus said, if the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. Um, yeah. And, and as Christians, we're expected perse- ex- expected to have persecution. We're, we're guaranteed persecution, as a matter of fact. Um, yeah. So, so, you know, the worldly reaction isn't really a surprise to me. I think what was a surprise to me were the number of people that I knew and grew up with who said they were Christians and who have, you know, 
studied scripture and I've been to church with them and, and they still, they have, have fallen for this social justice gospel. Yeah. Reagan, thank you very much. Uh, Reagan SQ day. Uh, I will tell you <clears throat> the same thing that I said in 2000, I think nine, if you're going to a church and they're talking about social justice, uh, you need to, you need to do one of two things, uh, either run for your life or make your first stop your pastor's uh, office or your priest's office and say, what do you mean by social justice? Uh, there is no such thing as collective salvation. There is no such thing as uh, uh, the redemptive power of the whole. There is no such thing. I mean, it's amazing to me, the people who argue faith versus works over and over and over and over and over and over again will actually be the same people who are fighting for social justice. That's an affront to God. When someone says there is no forgiveness for this sin, which you didn't commit. You're asking to be to to bow down to an altar of a false God. And um, I stand by what I said 11 years ago on social justice. It is it is something that has been misconstrued. It started out as a good thing, I think, started out as a good thing. Some people still are convinced that it means just help the poor, etc. It does not mean that anymore. And you need to know it and study it and get away from it. When I say study it, you better hurry because all of our history, our dictionaries, everything are being changed as we speak. You need to keep a diary on what is true and what you know, and do not go over the cliff with the rest of humanity. I want to say something to you real quick. Jeez, uh, I don't have time. I, I just I want you to be here with me on July 2nd. On July 2nd, we are going to be doing something that I think is... Um, it's very reminiscent of the 912 project show that we did and I want you to gather your friends and I want you to I want you to watch it with your family and your church. It's very very important. We are going to make it. We are going to survive this. But only if good men and women begin to stand up and stand together. More in just a minute. First, our sponsor is Norton. Even as we speak, ones and zeros are flying all around us at hundreds of thousands of miles per second. It's kind of weird when you think about it. And the scary part, some of those ones and zeros belong to you. Uh, you kind of wish that you could re reach out and scoop all of those things back up, but you can't. Norton 360 is uh, probably the closest thing that you can get to that. Norton 360 helps you stay more private and keep those ones and zeros secure in today's connected world. <clears throat> and they also work keeping the private eyes and the prying eyes out. When you get Norton 360, you're getting real-time protection against your existing and emergent threats to your information with VPNs that operate on bank-grade encryption, password managers that easily and securely create, store, and manage passwords, and a whole lot more. Nobody can prevent all cybercrime, but Norton 360 is the toolbox and a powerful ally in your fight against uh, cybercrimes. 
Get up to 50% now off your first year with an annual subscription at Norton.com slash Beck. That's Norton.com slash Beck. Save again up to 50% off at Norton.com slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is our phone number. Coming up, we have an interview with Ben Dominich. He's uh, the guy over at uh, runs the Federalist, and they were at least there was an NBC News report that they were demonetized from Google News yesterday. You might not care about that per se. I mean, it's not your business. But the idea is that NBC News admitted to collaborating with a left wing media matters knockoff in London. That's barely a year old to target a media con- you know, competitor of theirs and try to get them to lose revenue. It is a bizarre story of NBC News trying to take out other voices. And they uh, were successful in one case, maybe not successful in the other. We'll get the details of that coming up right here on the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. America is ready to get back to work, but to win in this new economy, you need every advantage you can get to succeed. Smart companies run on NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. With NetSuite, you're going to have visibility and control over all of your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and so much more. Everything you need all in one place. So whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions in sales, NetSuite by Oracle lets you manage every penny with precision and you'll have the ability to compete with anyone, work from anywhere, and run your whole company right from your phone. Join over 20,000 companies who trust NetSuite to make it happen. NetSuite surveyed hundreds of business leaders and assembled a playbook of the top strategies that they're using as America reopens for business and you can get that guide free right now. Just go to NetSuite.com slash Beck. That's NetSuite.com slash Beck. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business business netsuite.com slash back where do we all turn when things fall apart well if you're like me you lean on things that stand the test of time your closest friends your family or a cherished movie that re-inspires the classics are made to last and that's why we turn to them in good times and bad i have one of those beloved things in my life it's my tecovis cowboy boots At Tecovis, they don't see themselves as just makers of quality boots and Western goods. They believe that a good pair of boots can change the way people feel about themselves. Now, why is that? Why is it that something that you put on your feet can change the way you feel inside? Because the boots are a manifestation of things that last. Boots that can weather the storm and walk confidently to the other side. Cowboy boots are, and have always been, for the frontiers ahead. Find your pair at tecovis.com slash back and face the day comfortably and confidently like the generations before. For generations to come, tecovis, T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash back, tecovis.com slash back. I want to tell you about American financing. Uh, how many times a day have you picked up your phone and you were just going to check your email or something and you end up scrolling through Facebook or whatever for 10 solid minutes? 
That's a waste of time. But 10 minutes on the phone with American Financing can actually save you a buttload of money. And believe me, now is the time to save money. If you're paying 4% or more on your mortgage, you are overpaying. And that credit card debt, what are you paying on that? 10%, 15 21%? American Financing can help you with a consolidation loan or a refi or your new mortgage. Get the lowest interest rate you possibly can, and American Finance will help you. AmericanFinancing.net, AmericanFinancing.net. They have you covered coast-to-coast, 800-906-2440. Call them now. All right, James Lindsay, next. You don't want to miss this hour. Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Well, we found out yesterday that NBC News is colluding with some sort of social justice uh, uh, group out of London, a foreign entity, to try to get Google to, I don't know what, ban the people NBC doesn't like. Uh, There are apparently hate groups now out there, uh, including the Federalist, which... Uh, I don't know if you've heard, but the Federalist, uh, according to Google, was not banned. So there's no issue there. They said the issue revolved the comments on the sites, the comments on their site that needed to be removed. Not the content they published, but the comments on the site. And the matter is resolved and no action will be taken. Wait a minute. So the Federalist is... um, responsible now for the comments on their sites and they can be removed because if that's true um google maybe you should remove twitter maybe you should remove youtube maybe you should remove facebook oh that's right facebook and those guys in fact you google with youtube you're a platform so you get special dispensation. You're not held responsible for what you have or what people say on your site. Isn't that interesting? That special exemption has got to go away. But I doubt it will as we face the most dangerous cult in America today. Yeah, it's a cult. You want evidence? In one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Let me uh, thank our sponsor, MyPillow, one of those companies that uh, you can look at and say, oh, wow, these are the good guys here. Um, They are now offering buy one, get one free offers on many of their products, like their duvet color uh, covers, their pillows, uh, their bolster, neck and Giza elegance pillows, much, much more. Uh, they are now also offering uh, deals on both reusable and disposable face masks if you don't have one. You know, they went into the face mask uh, business, or not actually a business. They just started making them during the COVID outbreak for the uh, federal government and retooled everything so they could get those face masks to uh, the hospitals as soon as, they, uh, as, soon as anyone could. 
and that costs them a lot of money to retool. But it, I mean, Mike Lindell is is a guy who cares and wanted to do the right thing. So now they've got those face masks as well. If you wanted to uh, uh, to buy one, you can get them. Buy one, get one free specials all over their website. Uh, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener special, check out the buy one, get one free deals, enter the promo code back or call 800-966-3117, 800-966-3117. Get the great radio specials now at MyPillow.com, promo code back. Tonight. Signs torn down, statues destroyed, buildings defaced, dissenters silenced. The cultural revolution is here and taking names. There's no free speech for a fascist. Comedian Adam Carolla joins to blast the Marxist mob. You should be able to share ideas without fear. But what's next for Americans who refuse to bow? Glenn exposes the most dangerous cult in America. Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern at blazetv.com slash Glenn. James Lindsay, he is the author of Cynical Theories. He's also the co-founder of New Discourses. Uh, and he has been uh, causing quite a storm uh, with some of his latest writings and tweets on the cult dynamic of wokeness. Uh, he, you, know of, you know of him because uh, he was... Um, one of those guys that of uh, the three uh, scientists, including uh, Helen uh, Pluckrose, that that uh, put together these uh, peer-reviewed scientific papers uh, and showed that the peer review process was garbage if you use the right language. He's taking it a step further now, not trying to dupe anybody. He's just uh, explaining why wokeness is a cult, and he's here with us now to do that. James, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Well, I'm wondering how you think you're going to survive this. <laughs> One day at a time, I think. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, I've been following your tweets and been reading uh, your articles on newdiscourses.com. And you've come to the same conclusion that I have, uh, that... This is absolutely a cult and, and a new religion uh, that everyone is apparently jumping on the bandwagon for. Uh, and I wanted you to take us through uh, your, your thinking on uh, cults. And I think, what do you have, uh, five, five different points on uh, the cults? And it, it starts with cult uh, initiation. So talk to me yeah, generally yeah. about what brought you here, and then let's get into the initiation. Okay, so several years ago, like you said, the the social justice movement, as it sometimes gets called, or wokeness, my colleagues and I noticed probably as early as 2013 that it's definitely got very religious undertones. And in fact, in 2014, 15, and so on, we started to develop those ideas. And in 2018, we started to go public with them. So we spent some time really looking into it. And so in early 2018, we did a talk, a public talk at Portland State University, uh, Is Intersectionality a Religion? And we laid out some big parallels. We talked about how, for those of you out there listening that have a theological background, it has an Augustinian framework under it. It's based off of a very you know confessional model. You have to confess your original sin of racism and, and oppression and all of this. So we laid that out. 
Then I, I wrote an article in late 2018 in great detail, very long, 15,000 words, explaining how it really is a religious movement. And like all religions, certain heretical cults can spawn within them. And so now we're facing what appears to be a very cult-like set of behaviors. And like you said, the, I lay out three points that lead into a cult, and then there's two more points that talk about what a cult looks like and how you get out of it. And so the first stage coming into a cult is initiation. Um, the second stage is indoctrination, and the third stage is reprogramming. So just to kind of give the map there. Uh, it's a mm-hmm. slow process. It's gradual. It's not like, you know, somebody snaps their fingers and now you're in a cult. You don't like go to the grocery store, talk to the wrong person. And the next day, you know, you're wearing a funny uniform and handing over your mm-hmm. kids or something. It's a slow process. This has been it's a, and this is no, this has been a very slow. This has been a very slow process um, in our society, starting really with the PC movement. So it doesn't necessarily start out bad. Um, although I thought PC was was pretty bad, but uh, it it played on our better selves to be to be better, and we have slowly been uh, boiled here to the point to where now you can look at the world and say, "How is this changing so fast?" This is exactly there's right. a lot of people now in this cult, right? That's exactly right. There are a lot of people who are either in the cult, probably somewhere between five and ten percent of the country is actually, you know, in the cult, which is, that's a lot of people. And it's That's tens of millions of people. And then there are many people beyond that who, you know, much like you would have like a, with a religion, you have people who are really into it. And then you have people who just kind of go to church sometimes. Right. So you have mm-hmm. these, these social justice people who just kind of, you know, they know the language, they have the kind of, you know, the moral impulse, but they're not really studying it. They're not deep into it. And now, those people who were closer to it, who had some of the ideas, who had taken up some of it, they're getting it full blast. And what happens in that cult initiation process is they start to full blast hit you with emotional vulnerability. They try to make you feel emotionally vulnerable. In this case, they're telling people our whole society is racist, racism is terrible, and you're complicit in that. You have helped everybody be racist. You have made these terrible things like you know, these claims about how, how black people are being, are are being shot by police every day, which aren't true, but that's what they call their lived experience. Um, (laughs) You're complicit in that. That's what they tell people. So it creates an opening of emotional vulnerability. And the initiation process begins by creating and, and inflaming that vulnerable place and then sticking the cult doctrine in to make you feel better. So you'll take it up. So now did, so did we play into the initiation process in our own selves by allowing people to uh, say that the whole country is racist and and us kind of sitting here going, well, it's not. But I see their point on this and this. Did we kind of ease the or grease the grease the rails here for them? Uh, yes and no. I don't think it's really fair to say that that we did too much of that, but I will stick a couple of institutions or maybe three with um, a lot of a lot of blame on this because they didn't they didn't try to say, OK, I see your point. Let's be reasonable. It's not. But they didn't do that kind of like, let me hear you out perspective, which I think is totally fair and reasonable from anybody. You have our universities. You have our mm-hmm. uh, s- schools. 
And you have a lot of the, as, as you know, it often gets phrased, mainstream journalism, the media that have all taken this stuff on whole hog. The media did it because it gets clicks. Hot takes get clicks. They get they get views. They get ratings. Lots of people pay attention. So it's kind of a perverse incentive there. The education program in the universities did it, however, because first, they didn't have the, the guts to stand up to this crackpot theory that it all comes from. I've dedicated the last several years of my life to studying this crackpot theory under this cult, and they didn't stand up to it when they should have. They didn't stop it when it was rising up. The last time anybody really tried to fight these ideas in what's called critical race theory in the academic literature was in the 1990s. They just kind of folded Jeez. and let it go because they didn't want to be called racist. That's basically how this thing works, is it it doesn't really have any arguments. Its its cases are very weak. It does have a point each time. It makes a point, and people say, "Oh, I see how you see that." Let's hear about it. But they, it's really like the the worst possible way to analyze it. And then all these academics didn't stand up to it because they would get called racist. And then there maybe would be a department review. The next thing you know, we had a Supreme Court case and it started installing these diversity offices, which gave it administrative power. And the universities basically just folded. And what happens in the university five to 10 years later happens in culture. So here we are, you know, five to 10 years, 20 years later, and it's everywhere. So when we're going through the initiation stage, the reason why we're susceptible to this is because we do want to do the right thing. Like, you know, when somebody says, look, you you're you're on the side of racists. Nobody wants to be on the side of racists. Um, and you can't even understand uh, how you're racist. Just help us dismantle the system. We're building a better world here. That appeals to us. And so that's we kind of can half-heartedly get into the front door like that. That's exactly right. And that's I mean, I don't like to usually use words like this, but that's why this is actually an evil cult. That's why I'd be. I would say more wow. of a cult than a religion. And it's because it's playing upon people's best instincts to turn into something different. It's telling you, no, we just want to get rid of racism. But that's not true. They write on almost every page of their literature that they want a radical over- overhaul of the whole system that gets rid of liberal freedoms. They, they say it explicitly. They do not just want to get rid of racism because they believe the first pillar of this theory that's called critical race theory is that racism is the ordinary state of affairs in American society. That's the first idea that they have. So the only way to get rid of racism when they say we just want to get rid of racism is to completely tear down the entire system that we have back to the Constitution and build a new one that they've wanted to socially engineer for us. And it's evil because they play on our best instincts. They lie to us, and I I mean that. They lie to us about what the word racism means, what the word white supremacy means, and they manipulate our emotions. They play upon our, our, our willingness to do the right thing and then turn it into something completely different. And I wish I was exaggerating. And like like you said, you know, nobody wants to be associated with racism. So they have this cultural nuclear weapon that calling somebody a racist. I mean, you look at the, any example you want. Now there are so many. You can't even pick one to just hone in on where people are losing their jobs because somebody on the Internet called them racist. So you can Correct. ruin somebody's life with one accusation of racism. And then this cult tactic has ideas like white fragility, has this weird definition of racism, weird definition of anti-racism, so that if they call you a racist and you deny it, now all of a sudden that's proof that you're a racist. That's literally a witch trial. 
So, James, um, I'm going to come back. I got to take a one minute break for a sponsor. But um, uh, the other thing that they have going for them, you said they have a nuclear weapon. The other nuclear weapon that they have is the media and culture. Nobody wants to be an outsider. Everybody wants to be in the cool kid club. And if they call you a racist, you're away on the outs of all of society. Um, but then also there's this reward that you're in the cool kids club if you're if you're with them. And that's what the media provides. I think uh, that's what Hollywood provides. And that is that is extraordinarily powerful as well. Back with James Lindsay in uh, just a, just a second. Really, really smart guy for him to use the word evil as a. A rather big deal if you if you know James Lindsay. All right, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. American Financing NMLS one eight two three three four www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. All right, American Financing. I don't know if you noticed this, but we've had our uh, we've had a little pandemic in the world, and uh, the economy was going full steam ahead, and now not 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 so much. This has pulled the rug out of. Uh, you know, from underneath so many people, I just saw a stat today, 50% of all black businesses uh, have have gone under now because of uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, actually our response to it. That is terrifying. The results of that are terrifying. If you're in a situation right now where you are not sitting pretty, you, you could lose your job at any time, or if you're just smart enough to know, uh, we haven't seen the bottom yet. I really want to encourage you to do everything you can to save money. And if you're paying more than 4% for your uh, interest on your on your mortgage, you're paying too much. Please call American Financing at AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. See how much money they can save you in a 10-minute uh, no strings attached, no high pressure kind of games. Phone call. Do it now. AmericanFinancing.net, 800 906 We break for 10 seconds. So James Lindsay is with us, and and uh, James, we were talking about first the initiation, just that first thing to get you in, uh, and then uh, they they have you make a few other little steps uh, and start separating you from the trust of any kind of outside influences, and then we get into full cult indoctrination. Tell me about that step. Yeah, so that, that's exactly what you were saying right before the break, where you said that, you know, the media per- creates this this cool kids club and your, you know, the, the culture around this kind of leftist culture that's developed has been very exclusive uh, for a long time. You know, there were articles a few years ago, I remember, where it said you couldn't hang out with your left wing friends and be comfortable. And these were written by left wing people who are were scared that this was a bad sign as they were correct because you know maybe you ate the wrong kind of hamburger and somebody is just has mm-hmm. to tell you oh it's not organic beef or oh it's not this or oh, it's not that there's all this nitpicking and they said this is a really bad sign and so what this is is exactly what you were just describing is it's a separation away from people who think differently than the cult so they initiate you by giving you these manipulations on your on your emotions and then they give you the doctrine to fill in that space and make you feel away away from 
that bad feeling of vulnerability. And then they start to tell you that they also shower you with praise and acceptance. Oh, you're one of us now. You're, you're, you know, welcome, welcome. You know, you're woke. You're on the right side of history. They tell you all these good things. Then they start to tell you, well, you need to not listen to other people. Conservatives are literally Nazis. Don't talk to conservatives. They say things like that. You can't read conservative sources. If your parents say something racist, don't listen to your parents. Call them out. So they start to create separation from other people in your life who might have a moderating force or a moderating belief that might stop you from going further into the cult. That's typically how cults work. This is where there's another model of cults that's called the BITE model. That's put together by a guy, Steve Hassan, B-I-T-E. And the letters, it's an acronym. The letters all stand for something. They're forms of control. This is where the indoctrination process involves behavior control, information control, thought control, and emotion control. And that's where they really start to do this in the uh, indoctrination program. Meanwhile, they constantly get you to, quote, do the work or educate yourself. You hear these phrases all the time now. What they're telling you to do is go read their literature. And now they have these huge apparatuses. Every company I know of is making its employees read White Fragility, uh, How to Be an Anti-Racist, all of these books that are – I mean, I've read these books. These things are are very much in the vein of pushing people in that direction, and it's just one side of a story that's rather poorly argued in every case, and it's – their number one through five bestseller or ten top ten bestseller books right now because every company, every agency, every everything is making everybody read them. And so that's this stage. They're indoctrinating you. They're feeding you the literature of the cult while making sure you have access to no other sources to contradict it. That's why I'm building newdiscourses.com is because I want to give people a fair but outside perspective. Okay, we'll talk to uh, we'll talk to James. The last step is cult reprogramming, and then how do you get people out of this cult? What does all of this mean? Uh, you can find him at newdiscourses.com. Newdiscourses.com. All right. Well, here we are uh, in summertime, which means we are we're out mowing our lawns. And uh, boy, what a fun time that is. I happen to be up in Idaho right now where it's like 75 degrees. And so it's perfect for me down in Texas, uh, where my lawn is still growing. Sorry, neighbors. Um, it is uh, it's about 100. And the last place I want to be is on a lawnmower for several hours on a Saturday. If you want to cut the time in half. Right now, I want you to go and, and look at a Hustler lawnmower at HustlerTurf.com. Go to HustlerTurf.com. These lawnmowers, this will be the last lawnmower you ever buy. They're zero-turn lawnmowers. These are the people that invented that. This is not the cheap crap. Honestly, uh, I mean, when you go and look at a Hustler and then you go see the ones that you buy at wherever, Home Depot or wherever, you will see the difference. These are, this is a steel uh, you know, plate, uh, not just some little flimsy, uh, flimsy uh, tin. I want you to check out hustlerturf.com. Enter by a promo code back, hustlerturf.com. Tonight on Blaze TV at 8 p.m. Eastern, Stu Does America, followed by Glenn Beck on Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn.
Cult Dynamics of Wokeness by James Lindsay, who has just uh, started a new website, newdiscourses.com, where uh, people can actually speak freely. Um, tonight at 9 o'clock, I'm going over the most dangerous cult in America. Uh, and it's the same cult we're talking about now. Uh, and and uh, our guest tonight is going to be Adam Carolla. Uh, based on just what he has said recently, I'm not going to bow down to anybody. I am not uh, playing this game. And, you know, when you look at what's happening, this is becoming a religion. Uh, you are a sinner unless they say you're saved. And if uh, you don't bow down to their God, uh, you've got to be destroyed. You're, you're part of the evil that is going on. And it's becoming very, very dangerous. Now, we've been talking about uh, the steps on getting you into this cult with cult initiation. uh, And then there's cult indoctrination and then cult reprogramming. And this is this is really dangerous um, because this goes beyond just saying, you know, you've got to say the the right thing and don't say, you know, don't don't engage in wrong think. But this actually goes now right deep into Marx. Am I am I correct on that, James? You are actually. That is where, if you if you really trace this back, it's evolved. It's much different. Uh, you mentioned that I've I've got the book Cynical Theories coming out in August, and that book traces one element of how this has evolved: the postmodern element, which is also rooted mm. in Marx. And so it does. That's what this is. And so what what people don't understand and why this is so dangerous about this woke cult is that it's not just some wacky kids on college campuses or their professors or people in the media saying weird things. They actually have been taught to think in a different way, a completely different way. And the way that works is by getting people to, to, to do little steps. You just mentioned the, the you know, bowing down or taking the knee or whatever it is. They get you to do little steps that increase your commitment, right? So you, you say there was a thing that they just showed from the autonomous zone in Seattle where they gave a speech. It went viral. And the deal was, you know, you need to go find a black person and give them $10 or you're not really committed. That was the statement that the guy right. made. It's kind of like tithing. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is it, it costs you money. It, it's something the guy even says you won't want to do this. And if you don't, it's because you're not committed. It's a step to make you do something symbolic and costly to make you identify yourself as a person who believes in this cause. And so they start to reprogram you. They've already indoctrinated you with the ideas by making you read the literature and do the work. And again, this is a, a process. It doesn't just happen. It's like the stages kind of blend together and mix together. And then they get you to do costly things like humiliate yourself or mm-hmm. make public declarations crying in front of a camera about how sorry you are and then still keep firing you afterwards. They make you give up your job. They make you give money to, to causes or to people. All these things are meant to build commitment, to see yourself more and more and more as the kind of person who participates in this cult. And like I said, the goal is to get you to think in a particular way that nobody really recognizes. That's where the Marxism that's where the neo-Marxism and that's where the postmodernism come into this. That's how and they this want is, to think. This is, this is conflict theory. This is Marx's conflict theory, which exactly I don't think right. very many of us even know what that means. So explain conflict theory. 
Marx is, I mean, a lot of the people associate, they, they hear Marx and they just think communism, and that's the end of it. Marx's most dangerous and most important idea was conflict theory. What he believed is, and what he pushed is, and what that spirit of Marxism that's pushing through to wokeness today is, is the belief that society has different social groups that have different social standing, poor, rich, uh, capitalist versus proletariat, whatever it is, different ones, and they are in automatically in conflict. They're at war with one another for status and opportunity. Now it's the matter is race and other factors of identity like sexuality and gender and so on, but it was economics with Marx. So this is that same idea that these different categories have different levels of status in society, and they're automatically at war with one another. So one of the ways this cult makes you think is I belong to an identity group. In fact, I identify with an identity group, and that identity group is at war with the other identity groups. Hmm. Yeah, that's dark. So, so, so James, um, you go into how to get people out of this cult, and you don't re- not a lot of hope there. Uh, it's hard. It's really hard to get somebody out of a cult. Um, luckily, like I said, most people aren't in the cult at the moment. A lot of people are really having their first sincere encounter with it. And I keep hearing now letters I get from people where people are kind of taking it on. They're, they're reading it. And then they're saying, what is this? You know, they read Robin DiAngelo's book, white fragility. It's very difficult. I'm not going to call Robin DiAngelo any names, but it's very difficult to read that book. I've read it a few times now and come away with all you can think is, wow, this woman is struggling with her own issues about race and has written it down and basically said everybody's racist because she can't deal with her own problem. That's the feeling you get. And so a lot of people are identifying that and they're, they're kind of, I see a lot of people taking it up, but a lot of people rejecting it too, which means there is hope. There is the ability, in fact, where the, what usually gets people out of a cult when you can do it, especially when it's in a very early stage, is getting them to see the unfairness, getting them to see how inhumane it is, or getting them to see the contradictions. Uh, a good example is white fragility. When you read it the way that Robin D'Angelo puts it, it sounds all kind of nice, but something is off. I hear that over and over again. Something's off, but okay. But if you highlight what's off, White fragility is a doctrine that says if you're accused of racism or white fragility itself and you say, no, that's not true, or you don't, you just say, I'm not going to do this, that's supposed to be you exhibiting white fragility, which means racism. So when you boil that down, it means that white fragility says there are two kinds of people who have racial privilege in the world. One of those is a racist who's willing to admit it, and the other is a racist who's too fragile to admit it. So it basically says everybody's a racist. And when people see that, they say, this is crap. When they see that no matter what you do once you're accused of racism, it just proves your racism, people people aren't stupid. We're not stupid. We know what a kangaroo court looks like. We know what something bogus is. And so that kind of thing can snap people out of it. This is more than a kangaroo court. This is more uh, more like, I think, the Salem witch trials. You know, if you're accused of being a witch and you say you're not a witch, that, that's exactly what a witch would say. What did you just say? That, that is how history will write this chapter of, of, yeah. of our time, is that this was a new, you know, whether it's Salem or whether it's the European ones, which were much more deadly. This is a new period of witch trials 
in which the the witch the witches are are racists. The time before was that you were in collusion with Satan, or you were in collusion with the devil, or you had demonic influence. All this invisible stuff, and then if you denied it, well, that's what a, somebody who had demonic influence would say. So clearly, you must be a witch. And now it's you're a racist, and if you deny it, you must therefore be a racist. And so they even say it in their literature, though, right? It's not even fair. They say there's no such thing as not racist. No such thing as it. It's impossible. So you can either be racist or you can be anti-racist, but still also necessarily racist. (laughs) Anti-racists are also (laughs) racist because there's no not racist. Except for them. No, that's the thing. That's how this is. That's why this is so dangerous. They believe that everybody's racist and there are only two types of people. Not they are also racist. They're the people who will go and cry and confess to it and dig themselves deeper into the cult. And those are the relatively good people. And then there are the racists who won't dare admit it. And those are the bad people. Wow. Um, James, you can, you uh, the, I can't thank you. Macbeth feeling, right? <laughs> out, out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wash it off your. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, hang on, Stu. I think has a question. Yeah, James. Like, quickly, because you got this has really been amazing to hear this stuff. Is this the same same thing that's sort of echoed in the crazy sort of self punishing celebrity videos that we see, where they apologize for everything and take responsibility for all the terrible actions they've they've apparently been a part of all these years? Absolutely. That's them, you know, reacting to that emotional manipulation. So they're told that, you know, you're a complicit in racism, that they get this emotional vulnerability, this guilt, this shame, game, guilt and shame are the main ones that they're playing upon. And then they have to take this action. And what do they do? I take responsibility for it. And they're crying and so on and so forth, getting very emotional and trying to induce emotional reactions in the people watching it. Taking responsibility, though, is showing commitment and learning to identify as a person who thinks that way. That's exactly example, an example of this. James, um, the author of Cynical Theories, he's also the co-founder of NewDiscourses.com, where you can have an open conversation and find facts uh, on all sides. Uh, to try to find the truth, um, I I so admire you, James, and I I know that we've um, we've met before and I've had you on before, but you and your colleagues are remarkable because you don't necessarily agree with me. I don't know if you agree with me on anything, um, but uh, you guys have uh, taken incredible hits uh, and been ostracized from your own communities and. Uh, for on on all sides, and I I just admire your willingness to stand for the truth and really seek the truth, no matter where it's found and no matter what the cost is. You're a rare person, James. Thank you. Thanks, Glenn. I'll tell you. Actually, people have asked me ever since I came on before. They said, you know, what's Glenn like? Everybody's afraid. You know, Glenn Beck. You know, you have this aura. And I said, you know, I don't agree with him on a lot. But to be honest with you, if I could magically make one person be my next door neighbor who you would never expect, it'd be Glenn Beck. <laughs> wow. wow! Wow! Thank you, James. He borrows a lot would... of stuff for baked goods, though. You got to make sure you guard your yeah. sugars <laughs> and your butters. Um, and. <laughs> And that would be good, but my neighborhood wouldn't let somebody like James Lindsay in. And, uh, <laughs> James, thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you. Yeah, take care. Uh, yeah, that was nice. You bet. 
newdiscourses.com uh, newdiscourses.com tonight at nine o'clock uh we're going to we're going to go over this cult we're going to show you how it is a religion we'll show it to you uh and it is it's phenomenal just phenomenal also adam carolla joins me tonight uh, 9 p.m. only on Blaze TV. You can get the uh, later broadcast beginning at 9.30 uh, on uh, you know social media on the, the Blaze YouTube page. Don't miss it uh, tonight. And in fact, the next three weeks uh, are going to be used if the president should lose this, uh, um, this election and it falls into the hands of the left. These three next three shows are going to be the uh, the ones that they will use to say this is why he's so dangerous. This is why he's got to get off the air. And it's not going to be just me. It's going to be all of us. All of us are not going to have a broadcast platform. Uh, I fear soon. And uh, and I'm not alone in that fear. Uh, so please. Join us. Watch this show tonight. You can watch it for free on YouTube uh, just a little later at 930 Eastern, or you can watch it on The Blaze if you're a subscriber. Don't miss tonight, the most dangerous cult in America, only on blazetv.com. Use the promo code Glenn, G-L-E-N-N, and save $10 on your subscription now at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code Glenn. All right. Uh, I want to thank our sponsor, Real Estate Agents I Trust, the uh, title office uh, is quiet this time of day out uh, in the uh, slight hallway that connects the conference rooms. You can hear the faint clicking of clocks on the wall before you a long table uh, and a stack of papers. Many of them will bear your signature in a few minutes. And then just like that, your home will finally be sold. The official looking person in front of you. You don't even know her title. She begins to explain what each of the pages mean, and you really don't know. It's all gibberish to you. At this point, you'd normally be sweating bullets, hoping I'm not set. What, what am I doing? What am I signing? What am I signing here? You have to have a real estate agent that knows what all those documents say. You have to have somebody that you can really trust who's walked you through every single step of this process. Real Estate Agents I Trust is a company that I founded years ago. It's a free service to you. Our agents, I think, are the best of the best. Don't take my word for it. I want you to interview them yourself. And you need to interview um, and not just take any real estate agent. There is a difference in real estate agents. I want you to interview the people that will send your way within usually 10 minutes of your uh, your email saying, hey, I want to buy or sell a house. We'll get you that real estate agent that I that I trust and I think you should interview real estate agents. I dot com free service to you. Real estate agents. I dot com. This is the Glenn Beck program. From the Standing Rock Ranch, this is the Glenn Beck Program. We're glad you're here. Ben Dominich is coming up next. He's the co-founder of The uh, Federalist. Uh, the Federalist yesterday, we found out, thanks to MSNBC uh, and NBC News, that uh, The Federalist has been banned 
from all advertisement uh, from Google. Now, Google later came out and said, no, 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 that's not exactly true. They still have three days to fix it. Oh, my gosh. Well, you wouldn't believe uh, how this now system works. Apparently, um, there's a there's an outside of the country uh, organization that Google has hired to help them make sure that they don't promote hate or racism. And this is a great little organization. It's uh, the Center for Countering Digital Hate. Oh my gosh! Wait until you hear I mean, the uh, the CEO, Amran Ahmed, uh, said that they found advertisements for many companies that had otherwise made public statements supporting Black Lives Matter and the recent protests running on the websites uh, that were fostering hate, like like uh, Zero Hedge and the Federalist, and. I'm so glad they're looking out for those advertisers. It sounds almost like another version of, um, oh, Media Matters. Hmm. Next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hey, everybody knows PayPal, but did you know that they were teaming up with Honey? To save you money? Honey is the free online shopping tool that automatically finds the best promo codes and applies them to your cart. And now it's part of the PayPal family. Just add Honey to your computer and shop on all of your favorite sites like normal. When it comes to checkout, just click the little Apply Coupons button when it pops up. A few seconds later, Honey scans the database for all the working coupons on the web and watch your price drop. Honey works on nearly every online store, Walmart, DoorDash, Home Depot, uh, Lululemon, Macy's. Honey has found over $2 billion in savings. That's why they have over 100,000 five-star reviews on Google Chrome Store. Not using Honey is literally passing up free money. It is free to use and installs in just a couple of seconds. Get money for free by joining Honey. Joinhoney.com slash Beck. That's joinhoney.com slash Beck. All right, if you love your dog half as much as I love mine, and I know you love him just as much, uh, you consider him part of the family uh, and and dogs are our best friends, and we want our the best for our dog. I've been telling you for a while now about Rough Greens. It's not a dog food. It is a supplement that you put on to the dog food, and it's jam-packed with vitamins and minerals and antioxidants, omega oils, and probiotics. This really promotes uh, the health, and you will see it in your dog almost immediately. So give your dog uh, Rough Greens. Try it for 14 days and see the 14-day uh, you know, uh, jump start. Uh, and see the difference in your dog in 14 days. Uno is a different dog. Your dog, I- I'm betting yours will be too. Just try it. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F Greens uh, with an S dot com slash back. That's roughgreens.com slash back. You know, they say uh, I'm paranoid for saying that people are following me, but people are following me. Uh, 
There's no such thing as being paranoid enough, I think, anymore, especially if you are a conservative in the media. Yesterday, uh, The Federalist, which is a buttoned-up website, The Federalist was temporarily banned. Now, Google said they were never banned. It was never a problem. Well, we'll find out uh, in just a second. But NBC reported that... uh, After some collaboration, they finally got Zero Hedge and The Federalist to be banned from all advertising from Google. That's a problem because Google controls now, I think, about between, what, 60 and 80 percent of all advertising in the United States. They're the biggest ad agency in the world now. Uh, You don't get advertisements from Google. You don't usually get advertisements. But we want to look into a little bit on uh, not only what happened, but... Who is um, who's now advising on hate? Thank you, NBC News, for bringing up a really interesting subject. Who is Google listening to and who are they coming for next? The co-founder of The Federalist in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck program. Somewhere in America, within the sound of my voice, there's a man hunkered down in the vast wilderness Peacefully listening to a thousand harmonizing voices, the the sounds of God's good old world waking up to yet another day. On the fire before him sits the old tin coffee pot that was made long before he was born. A little dinged and battered in a few places, that's all right, so is he. As far as he's concerned, it adds character. Mm, The smell of that coffee rises up like a warm daydream being gifted to all the living things. This is the life he's always wanted to live. He doesn't understand the city. How can people live like that? Packing out the camp and heading off to the woods to see what there might be on the other side of that mountain. If he could pick how he could spend eternity, he'd probably be doing that. He'll spend his day walking comfortable in a pair of Tecovis boots. It takes 200 steps to make them all by hand. That seems about right to him. Something with integrity. Something that means something. Something that lasts. Find your pair of Tecovis at tecovis.com slash Beck. T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash Beck. Tecovis, Western goods for your frontiers. So I don't even know where to begin on this story. So I'm going to ask the guy who's involved with this story to uh, start us off. Ben Dominich, he's the co-founder of The Federalist, uh, the podcast host for The Federalist Radio Hour. And uh, we want to talk about Google attempting to demonetize his website, The Federalist. Ben, how are you? Uh, I'm good. In fact, I am talking to you wearing my Tacovas right now. So I did not. Are you really? <laughs> yes, I really am wearing them. <laughs> They're really great boots, aren't they? <laughs> they really are. They're great. They're wonderful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what isn't wonderful is uh, is uh, big tech and their uh, animosity towards anyone who conflicts with the narrative. Uh, capitalize it, uh, and uh, and in this case. It really does look like NBC News, uh, irritated perhaps at our coverage of their uh, really, uh, I think, you know, terrible behavior over the last 
several couple of years, not just, you know, uh, hiding the truth about Matt Lauer and, and Harvey Weinstein, but also, of course, their activity when it comes to the Russia collusion hoax and uh, and uh, more recently, they're pretending that uh, these riots and violence playing out across America were in no way connected to uh, the protests. They uh, <laughs> attempted to come after us, and I think that they, they really screwed up, Glenn, in a way that, that is backfiring. Uh, I know for a fact that the the top flight uh, lobbyists at Google have been very active over the last 24 hours trying to prevent a crackdown from Capitol Hill. And I think that we're going to continue to see uh, this story play out over the coming uh, weeks and, and, and months even uh, in terms of questions about what Google did, what they were intending to do. And, you know, Glenn, it's a, it's a real canary in the coal mine moment of, of waking it up is. the reality that these tech companies are going to come for all of us and they are going to do so in ways that uh, that really go after anyone who questions uh, the narrative that they have about the world that we live in and the country that we love. Ben, I tell you, I am uh, preparing for the day that you, the only way to reach me will be to go and type in the address glenbeck.com or theblaze.com and even that is sketchy that they will mm-hmm. there will be no social media they we will be demonetized everywhere um and and I think that day Ben could happen uh a lot faster than we we think look how much change has come in uh just the last what eight weeks we're an entirely different country uh, talking about you things know. that we wouldn't even thought rational eight months ago, six months ago. <laughs> you know, Glenn, I, uh, I look across this country and I believe that we're in very much a cultural civil war. And uh, I mean, as you know, uh, my wife, Baby McCain, is, is the only uh, pro-life, pro-gun woman employed by um, any uh, main channel other than Fox News. Uh, that is allowed on TV during the daytime, and I don't, I don't speak for her, but she has been really woken up by everything that we've gone through in these past several weeks, and she has asked me repeatedly, you know, uh, what do you think this looks like? What do you think this is? Where do you think this is going? Do you think it's going to even be possible to be someone who is pro-life or pro-gun on TV no. outside no. outside of of these institutions? And I've just told her no. I don't think so. I think that we are headed towards a moment where you have to have the total institutional support of something that you've built, Glenn, or that I've built in the Federalist, or that others have, have built that can be behind you 100%, because otherwise they will take you down, they will demonetize you, they will make it impossible to do your job because they hate you. And it's, I mean, <laughs> we, we would like to have a situation where we could have a negotiation, where we could have a debate where we could have a back and forth. I mean, that's what we love as, as Americans who like debate. And I know you love it, Glenn, right. but that's not possible with a mob that wants to destroy you, that wants to erase you, that does not believe you should be allowed any platform for your ideas if they conflict with the narrative. So tell me what you think here about the NBC News. Um, I don't even know what she was, a researcher or a reporter. Uh, new from uh, at NBCVC, thanks to uh, FS Fake News, 
and CCD hate for their hard work and collaboration. And what she was uh, saluting was the fact that you and Zero Head would no longer be able to generate revenue from any advertisements served by Google Ads. Glenn, Who this is this a, person? It, well, first ahead. off, I, I've never heard of this person before. She's a London-based uh, journalist, and I do put that in mm-hmm. quotes. Uh, because I I, I I don't believe that she was acting as a journalist here. She was clearly no, acting she's as an a, activist. And, she was an trying activist, to clearly. be platformist. Yes, and, and you're working yeah. with a, a small leftist organization in the UK that attempted to come after us. And Glenn, here's, here's where I think they screwed up. Here's the mistake they made. I think that the gap of knowledge in between, uh, you know, across the pond between America and the UK meant that they yeah. assumed we were some irrelevant blog that they could frame as being racist or un, uh, unacceptable. Uh, when in reality, as you know, uh, you know, we are well-connected, well-respected in terms of the, the world of Washington, yes. in terms of our coverage uh, with people like Molly Hemingway and, and Sean Davis and others. And so we had members of Congress and, and senators reaching out to us immediately. Ted Cruz sent a letter this morning uh, demanding uh, to have some clarity from Google about what's going on. Uh, Josh Hawley, Tom Cotton, and Marco Rubio are, are introducing legislation to crack down on, on Google this morning. I think that this is a moment where we are going to have to come to grips with the fact that these are the most powerful entities controlling, as you said, an enormous percentage of the ad revenue uh, an enormous percentage of the conversation. They are media companies, and they should be. They are the as no, they, Yes, they are the public square now. This is yeah. the public square, and they control all of it. And they said that th- their problem was with you. It's not any of your reporting. It was some of the comments made <laughs> by people reading, which I want to know: Have they demonetized YouTube? Have they demonetized Facebook or Twitter? Because oh my god, uh, my gosh, Glenn, those are the most toxic <laughs> comment uh, fields that you can ex- find. And, and I'll and I'll exactly right. We, we we took our we took our comment section down for the moment uh, because of this demonetization threat. Comments will be back. I am not going to let them bully us out of having those. For, personally, I don't really wade into comments. I think that they're a little crazy. But you know, people blow off some steam there. But my attitude is. We should not have a situation where only people who are advocating for, again, a questioning of their narrative, this leftist narrative about what we're going through, they're the ones who have to respond for their comments. Not the New York Times, not the Washington Post, not Mediaite, not YouTube, not any of these other places that they are perfectly comfortable with, Glenn. And, and to me, this is a sign of how they will utilize their lackadaisical approach to rules where they just say, oh, well, but, you know, if you are center right, then we're going to go down chapter and verse. We're going to look through all these rules to find a way to screw you, to come after you. Okay. But if you are on the right side of the narrative, oh, that's fine. That's just, you know, that's just debate. We're letting that happen among your users. It's ridiculous, Glenn. It can't be allowed to continue. And as you said, they have a monopoly on the public square at this point. It's as, it's as if you had big paper, you know, to, like the inability yeah. to, to yeah. print anything other than what they allow. Right. So um, the organization that went after you uh, was uh, started by Amra, uh, uh, Emrad, uh, ah, 
Imran uh, Ahmed. I have no idea. Gosh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, he's a trustee of Victim Support, which sounds wonderful, sits on the steering committee for the Commission of Countering Extremism, the pilot task force there in London, and that's wonderful. He also authored the book New The New Serfdom, The Triumph of Conservative Ideas and How to Defeat Them. Uh, he wrote that with a Labor uh, Party MP, also a political advisor uh, to the Labor Party. Um, uh, they also have big, high-profile uh, supporters, such as the mayor of London, Sadiq Khan, who is not an extremist at at, at all. Um, you you have uh, one of the secretary of of the Labour Party. You have uh, several Labour Party activists, former speechwriter for Gordon Brown. This is a far, far left organization. I'm wondering where they get their money, but it sounds to me uh, as if uh, this is a London version of Media Matters that uh, is doing exactly the same thing. And they're hammering places like Google and Google is listening to them. I mean, one of the things that we have to be mindful of here, Glenn, is that, you know, these big tech companies, as as many smart people as they employ, they're not very bright when it comes to these political uh, matters. And in this case, I think that they were easily manipulated by a bunch of lefties who decided to, uh, you know, in mass uh, report a bunch of our comments uh, or or other content that we that we had and, and basically say, why are you? Why do you have any ads on this site? Now, I will say uh, Google Ads is not our primary source of revenue, thank Lord. And uh, so, you know, even if we had lost them, we would be fine. But it's uh, the sort of thing where it's more about the the, the branding involved of, of saying, you know, oh, we, yeah. we're going to brand these folks as, as unacceptable for, for any ads to run. And the left understands how to manipulate this scenario. They understand how to go into these uh, these ad uh, components, these uh, communications shops, and uh, put some things in front of them and say, why are you running ads uh, on mm-hmm. this person's site or that person's site? And mm-hmm. from my perspective, the real situation here is we have the resources to fight back, but others do not. There are tons of people out there, you know, small businesses and, and small blogs and, and, and individuals, professors and the like, who could be demonetized by this, and they would not have the ability to get on the phone with Ted Cruz and say, we're going to fight back. And, and that's the thing that I think we have to be really concerned about, because that's going to continue. The left no longer believes in free speech. They have ditched the old values of the ACLU. They have ditched the, the Bill Maher, the Howard Stern of the 1990s. They have thrown them aside. They want to be <laughs> They're coming after Howard Stern. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. It's it's insane. Ben, thank you so much. And, and anything that we can do to support you guys at the Federalist, we're all in this boat together. You just let us know, Ben. We stand behind you 100%. Thank you. Thank you, Glenn. I truly appreciate it. God bless you. God bless you. Um, may I suggest to you that you subscribe uh, to I don't care if it's the blaze. Well, I do care if it was the blaze. I think the blaze provides you the best bang for your dollar. But if it's not us... Please subscribe because we are going to be choked off, and I believe sooner rather than later. And if you can't afford something, I understand that. Just sign up for my free email newsletter at glenbeck.com. 
That is really important to us because that gives us a direct route to you. Right now, we are being about, I think it's about 20% of my audience that signed up and said, yeah, I want stuff from Glenn Beck. About 20% actually hear my voice. You are being, we are being fenced off from one another already, and it hasn't gotten bad yet. Uh, please sign up for my free email newsletter at glenbeck.com. And if you will, join us, become a team member of the Blaze at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and you'll save 10%. Now more than ever, it's important, especially since there is no way in hell uh, shows like what we're going to show you tonight is going to last. Tonight, we show you the uh, world's most dangerous cult. Mm-hmm. And you know who that is. The world's most dangerous cult exposed tonight on Glenn TV, our Wednesday night special at 9 p.m. for subscribers. If you're not a subscriber, you have to wait for a little later uh, broadcast at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. And you can find that on the Blaze YouTube page. Maybe. All right. Let me tell you about our uh, sponsor this half hour. It's uh, honey. We've been talking about honey for a while because both our wives use honey. Uh, and um, it's something that saves them a lot of money. Uh, Stu, actually, you use it, don't you, Stu? Oh, I don't. Yeah. You, honey, oh, yeah, I use it all I the generally time. generally don't. It's great. You go on the website, and you, uh, if you're buying something, and you, you, wherever you are, honey pops up, tells you, hey, uh, you want to run some codes on this, on this, this little puppy? You want to save some money? And you say, sure. And you click uh, yes. It goes through. It runs all the codes yourself, so you don't have to go and know which code is which. In fact, I've had times where I've had a code to save me like 15%. And the honey thing pops up, I click it, and it actually finds a code that saves me more money, like 25% on the same site that I already had a code for. It's basically free money. I, I don't understand why you wouldn't use it. Yeah. Uh, it, it, my wife uses it all the time. I don't shop online. It, it drives me nuts. Um, but uh, my wife uses it all the time, and it is free money. And my thought was, wait a minute. No such thing as free money. Are they tracking? And I talk to them, and I'm like, okay, so what information are you keeping and getting from it? None. They get paid by the companies that uh, you're ending up buying from. So they're not making money off of you. They're making money off the companies, and everything remains private. It's joinhoney.com slash Beck. Go there now, download the app, and save money every time you shop. Joinhoney.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Uh, Stu, can you believe how much we have changed in the last four months? You believe, I mean, it's a different world. It really, it really is. You never would have expected. I remember when, like just going into like the lockdown stuff, I remember when it was happening in Italy and us having a conversation on the air about how like that could never happen here where American people would never accept it. And then we were in the middle of it just a few weeks later and the whole world has changed. And now you're to the point of where we're canceling pancake, you know, icons. And syrup icons uh, over, wow, you know, the racism that it was involved in 1889. 
Mrs. Butterworth will get hers, but so far Aunt Jemima has been called out and and PepsiCo has has killed Aunt Jemima. Well, not killed, but finally set her free from those syrup chains that she has been wielding for so long. Um, but uh, I don't know about uh, I don't know about Mrs. Butterworth. What's <laughs> happening with her? Do we know? <laughs> we don't know. Nothing. Yeah, she's trending on Twitter though, so it should take another Does fifteen she? twenty minutes until they I've abandon that. I've heard that. I've heard that woman say things that would curl your hair. <laughs> well, oh why do you gosh, think it's so hates. different, though, other than the syrup? Um, I can't believe how fast it is. It's happening. And I just want to say this. Can you imagine if the Tea Party wouldn't have stood up how bad things would be? Look how long we delayed things, how uh, the energy they had to put in. We need to stand up again, gang. We need to stand up again in peace and love and all of that crap. But we need to stand up again because it's moving really rapidly. It's the Glenn Beck Program. All right. So have you seen uh, the Fed? They're now buying individual companies and stocks. Oh, my gosh. That is fantastic. Do you remember, Stu, honestly, honest to God, do you remember when I was saying that they were going to do that? They were going to just use the uh, the printing press to print our way out and they would end up buying all of our debt and they would go into the stock market. And everybody said, they're not going to do any of those things, you crazy man. Well, not so crazy now, am I? They're still saying you're crazy for buying gold. They told you then that they would never do those things, so you shouldn't buy gold. Now they're saying it's not a problem that they are doing those things. Oh, my gosh. Thank goodness you also don't have some form of of societal Alzheimer's. You remember what they said, and you know why it's bad. Call Goldline now. Protect the money that you have. Consider, please consider putting some stability in your portfolio by calling Goldline, 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. Do it right now. Speaking of subscribing to The Blaze, go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn starting at 8 p.m. Eastern tonight. Stu does America and Glenn Beck TV back-to-back. Standing Rock Ranch. Welcome. It is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, I just have to, again, uh, just uh, just say a, a word here about somebody who, you know, I think is a danger to the nation. But, uh, I mean, we're all human. And uh, my sincerest condolences on the loss of uh, Elon Omar's father, uh, I know what it's like. And um, to lose your dad and your father-in-law on the same day, Stu, I mean. <laughs> don't try to bring me into this. Not even on. I, I, I'm not. I, I'm not. No, I'm just saying that is. Mm. Can you imagine you? how hard that would be mm, to you? lose mm. to lose both on the same day? Mm. My gosh. 
you know, your you, your oh, yeah. sympathy is almost overwhelming, and the sincerity of it is just powerful. No, sincerely, I mean, I, I, man, it's I can't imagine. She's got to go to her father in law's uh, funeral. And I don't know if she can go, you know, with others. I don't know. You know, did her brother get along with the father-in-law? I don't know. So can he go? And the tension that would be there because, you know, her ex-husband is going to be there. Uh, So she's got to do that. People understand what you're saying. I don't know that you necessarily need to explain it further. I think people I think people get it. You're thinking you're thinking that I may have gone too far. (laughs) I just, uh, I mean, could they have the funeral first? I mean, I don't know if there's a, if there's a specific which line. Which one do you hold? Which, which one is first? I the hope the they don't conflict. You are the worst. <laughs> is this how you're dealing with the pain of life? Because uh, I know yes, you, it is. you go to dark yes, places when. <laughs> yes, it is. I have the darkest <laughs> sense of humor. Anybody who listens to me. You know, you come up and you're you're hanging out with me and the family, all the the whole family. We have the darkest sense of humor. It's true, and it and has been the usually way you've, people run. Yeah, dealt with this yeah, over the, the years for sure. Yes, yes, and uh, and uh, usually people run in horror. They're like, "Oh my gosh, they're like so dark." Yes, yes, we are. Yes, we are. You know, the, the world is a dark place with every day these days. I don't know if you've noticed. Most of it seems to be on fire as far as the country goes. Uh, we're barely mm-hmm. able to come outside of our homes. Uh, <laughs> the 20 million people are out of work. There is a there's a tad of a negative vibe I've noticed in America right now. I don't know if, if, if hmm. you've noticed the same thing. I have not. No, 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 I haven't. A negative vibe. Hmm. I mean, just because we've been told that we are racists, we're a racist country, uh, we want to kill people who are different than us, we hate all people, we want them to die outside of hospitals without any kind of insurance, uh, that this country never did any good, uh, it's always been bad. We invented slavery, that was the new one yesterday. I mean, uh, why would you say that we would be a little testy or negative? Uh, <laughs> It's a great it's a great question. I think you might be able to figure it out. I'm always I'm just amazed at the way that I we're, can't. I still I still am trying to figure out whether I should say and send one bouquet of flowers or two. Sorry for the loss of your dad and sorry for the loss of your father in law. But I don't know I don't know which to do. I mean, will I look cheap if I only send one? So you have Adam Carolla on the show tonight. That's a big. Uh, that's I a big do get. have Adam Carolla. On. That's a big yeah, get. A what, big what, get. what are you going to talk to him about? You He's seem like you're out. trying to. Yeah, no, it's actually we're not talking about this, but we're talking about what he said last week that he won't bow. Uh, he's like, I'm not going to apologize for my whiteness. I'm not going to apologize because I'm racist and don't know it. I'm not going to do it. I, and uh, on tonight's, huh? I, it'll be interesting to see. I would like for you to ask him if you have uh, if you have time. Because one of the interesting parts about this, uh, this whole controversy, we talked about, you know, they're canceling Aunt Jemima, they're canceling all of these cops has been canceled, you know, live PD has been canceled, all of these things. You know, Paw Patrol's gone. I, I hope not. I stand with Chase, by the way. Um, I mean, yeah. first of all, they'll be there on the double whenever you're in trouble. So, I mean, that, that's okay, an incredible well, guarantee. Right now, that's who Seattle should call. You got, <laughs> oh, you, somebody's robbing your business and burning it down? 
Paw Patrol Paw, will be there. Paw Patrol is better. Than, it's it's more likely than the police because the mayor is going to stop the police yeah. from doing the work that they want yeah. to be doing. Yeah. Um. But like yeah. one of the interesting things, is, and this gets brought up all the time, is co- is a close mm-hmm. friend of Adam Carolla's, Jimmy Kimmel. On the same day that they're canceling sketches on Netflix with blackface, they're going through all of these things. Um, Jimmy Kimmel was named uh, host of the Emmys uh, yesterday. I know. And, you know, yeah, Kimmel, know. like, look, I, I, it's brought up a lot that Jimmy Kimmel did blackface in, in, his, in his impression of Carl Malone, usually as like, oh, yeah, well, he should be canceled, too. That's not how I feel about it. I don't think this stuff, I think that this stuff is completely nonproductive. Um, but you see this stuff Because happen- you're a compassionate man, right? You have, have you sent flowers? Yeah, you know, you're a compassionate man. You care about people, and I, and I know you on. care deeply about Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel. We have. I'm talking about Jimmy Kimmel now. Uh, I would like you to ask uh, Adam about that because, because I mean, Jimmy has played a role in this sort of cancel culture thing, which is odd coming from him. At least that's my impression of it. You know, here's a guy who came up on the Man Show with Adam. They did all sorts of things that you're not allowed to do on TV anymore. I mean, that was the whole show. And, you know, to see, you know, like, I would think that a Jimmy Kimmel would be constantly defensive of anyone who's taken out because of the material they've done in the past. And I I don't know if that's that's not that's not for Adam necessarily to answer for Jimmy. But I mean, there's a target. There seems to be a big disagreement there. Yeah, as long as uh, I mean, I think people think as long as I play the game, I'll be safe. I mean, they have no idea they're going to come for to eat Jimmy Kimmel and all the rest. I mean, if you don't agree with everything, I mean, look what happened with the French Revolution. It just kept mutating and getting worse and worse and worse. And even Robespierre, who started it, he became a traitor to the revolution because he wouldn't hold up the ideals. Well, the ideals keep getting worse and worse and worse. Uh, I mean, that's not what we agreed on in the first place. And that's what's just going to happen. It's just going to happen. And, uh, you know, God bless him. I'm sorry. I'm just. Ooh. I am just so broken up. Um, hmm. Are you broken up because uh, you're worried about how uh, Senator Tim Kaine thinks the United States created slavery? Is that the uh, thing? Because maybe we should play that clip. No, I that clip yet. No, I really, I don't know. Do we have the clip of that? Because I think we should play that clip. (laughs) We should just play it right now. Just play it, play it quickly. First African-Americans and into the English colonies came to Point Comfort, Virginia in 1619. They were slaves. They'd been captured against Mm. their will. But they landed Mm. in colonies that didn't have slavery. There were no laws Mm. about slavery in colonies at that time. Mm. What did they do? The United Mm. States didn't inherit slavery from anybody. We created it. It got created by the Virginia General Assembly and the legislatures of other states. It got created by the Mm. court systems in colonial America and sense that enforced Mm. fugitive slave laws. It was, Mm. we created it, and we created it and maintained it over centuries. And in Mm. in my lifetime, we finally stopped some of those practices, but we've Mm. never gone back to undo it. Wait, Mm. in his lifetime, Mm. in his lifetime, which I knew it, I knew he was either an alien or some sort of long-living lizard form, um, but in his life, in his lifetime, they've stopped. We've stopped some of those practices. Wow. Yeah. So he was around, you know, before Lincoln. That's incredible. <laughs> the other thing is, um, I just, I just want to point out, 
do you know how slavery started, Stu, here in America? Do you know how it actually oh, I began? C- certainly do. It's 1619. That's what the 1619 no. Project told me. No, that's it's really weird. That's not what that's no. Uh-uh. Um, indentured servitude. Indentured servitude was something uh, that has gone away a long time ago, uh, but it was very normal uh, back in the day. What would happen is if you, let's say, wanted to make a trip to America, you could become an indentured servant. And uh, what that meant was somebody else would pay your way, but you would have to work those wages off over a certain period of time. And so they would provide room and board and also move you to the United States. But you had a contract, an indentured servitude contract. So every bit of your work you did went to pay your debt after a certain given time that would be over and you would no longer you could be on your own and be your own person well here in the united states there was a uh uh, an individual i hate to even point this out because everybody knows how evil white people are and there was an individual who uh had an indentured servant uh and he was brought over uh, to the United States, but he was a he was not a slave. He was an indentured servant, and this white owner uh, decided to go to court and say, you know what? He's been lazy. He's been slovenly. He's uh, he's never really done any of his work. I think I should be able to own him, uh, lock, stock, and barrel. He. I don't think I should ever have to release him. He would be uh, basically my slave. And the judge agreed, white people. (sighs) Except the guy who was making that case was a black man. The guy who actually put the first slave law into action was a black man. The first man in America to own a slave was a black man. So, uh, I guess that kind of... Puts a hitch in his knickers. And I say that, hitch in his knickers, only because he's been around forever. He's just been around forever. That's true. I, I would so ag- he'd know. I would agree yeah. with that. It's an interesting concept that we created it. I had not heard that one before. Uh, he is now you know who, clarified, you know who, you know who, Yeah, you know who also didn't hear that? Pharaoh. He ne- <laughs> no. He was like, wait a minute, I thought I was a pretty early adopter of this system. Yeah. Uh, But no, Pharaoh. Uh, I actually think I have the most amazing fact of that entire segment, because there's a lot of them, as you've unpacked uh, several of them already. But I think the most amazing part of that Tim Kaine uh, monologue there is that, did you know uh, Tim Kaine was the Democratic nominee for vice president in 2016? Like... He, no, he, he was on no. the ticket, I swear, with Hillary Clinton in the race that Donald no, Trump won. No, you're mistaken. No, I swear, I it's don't that she, guy. No, she didn't. No, she didn't have a running mate. No, she did. It was Tim Kaine. People <laughs> don't remember this because no. he's the le- he's the most forgettable person in human history. But he actually was on the ticket as the vice presidential mm. nominee in the last yeah. election. No one knows this. Wow. It's actually technically wow. true. And you would you would think that Hillary would have had somebody 
you know, competent or new history at right. all. Uh, oh, yeah. Ticket. That's a you know what I mean? You think Hillary, if Hillary is going to have somebody, it's got to be somebody re- really, really good on American history. Mm. Uh, but Tim Kaine, I'm going to check on that. I don't think you're right, but I'm, I'm going to check. Thank you so much, uh, Stu. And again, condolences. Uh, Uh, all right, let me tell you about our uh, sponsor this this half hour. Uh, and uh, Sarah, I don't uh, I don't have. Oh, I'm on the wrong hour. Sorry about that. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's my grief. It is my grief. Uh, that is. <clears throat> Relief Factor is our sponsor uh, this half hour. If you have pain, may I suggest Relief Factor at relieffactor.com. You can call them at 800-583-84. 800-583-84. Eighty-three, eighty-four. It's relieffactor.com. Um, they've given me my life back. I have talked to so many listeners. In fact, I, I really enjoy getting your emails um, and hearing from you on the commercials and what we talk about and your opinion and everything. But uh, I get a lot of email from people who have taken Relief Factor, and I've met people who are taking Relief Factor, and it changed their life. And I know what it's like because it changed my life. Relief Factor at relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Try their uh, 14-day, is it? No, three-week trial, uh, and see if it doesn't make a huge difference in your life. 800-583-84. It's relieffactor.com. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Wow, this is this is great. Uh, how to remove a racist statue? Uh, the physics of taking down statues. Um, should you happen to find yourself near a statue you decide you no longer like, we ask scientists the best, safest way to bring it to the ground without getting anyone hurt. Uh, and so they've they said the physical approach, the force required to pull down a statue, isn't as great as you think. Uh, according to mechanical engineer Scott Holland, most statues are bronze, using an alloy of 90% copper and 10% tin. Uh, and so they, they talk about how you can do it, but they also talk to you about how you could use uh, liquid nitrogen if you drill a hole by the ankles and just fill it with liquid nitrogen, um, because then it'll be so cold, it'll just break the ankles and the statue will come down. And I really appreciate this, especially because uh, it's from uh, Popular Mechanics. This is an article from Popular Mechanics. Uh, wow, I guess everybody's getting into the act now. I, I, mm, I don't know how they're going to take the statue of Isabella and Columbus out of the state capitol rotunda now. It's been there for like 135 years. Stu, could you get Popular Mechanics on the phone, see if maybe they could help us on that? How do you get that out? The lawmakers yesterday passed, uh, you know, passed a bill that would, uh, would get rid of that eyesore and uh, that racist statement of Queen Isabella uh, and, uh, uh, and Columbus. Dare I even say his name, really? So amazed at how just blow up the whole world. How bothered people are by a statue or a syrup bottle or a sketch comedy piece that they don't like. 
Don't you have enough of a life to think about anything else? Why are you so bothered by these things? I don't understand. With Aunt Jemima sitting in my pantry, like they re- just shouting her racial epithets at whoever walks into my pantry. That's not what no. Ha- that's not what no. happens. No, and Mrs. Butterworth is is she is even worse. And I hope tomorrow that we will hear that Mrs. Butterworth has also been fired. This is the Glenn Probably Beck will, by the way. Program. Hey, everybody knows PayPal. But did you know that they were teaming up with Honey to save you money? Honey is the free online shopping tool that automatically finds the best promo codes and applies them to your cart. And now it's part of the PayPal family. Just add Honey to your computer and shop on all of your favorite sites like normal. When it comes to checkout, just click the little Apply Coupons button when it pops up. A few seconds later, Honey scans the database for all the working coupons on the web and watch your price drop. Honey works on nearly every online store, Walmart, DoorDash, Home Depot, uh, Lululemon, Macy's. Honey has found over $2 billion in savings. That's why they have over 100,000 five-star reviews on Google Chrome Store. Not using Honey is literally passing up free money. It is free to use and installs in just a couple of seconds. Get money for free by joining Honey. Join Honey.com slash back. That's joinhoney.com slash back.